0: Hey, now it's time to start the show. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we simplify the good life. My name is Brock Didis. And
1: I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia.
0: Where? The
1: heart of Cascadia.
0: We are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way.
1: Covering bicycling, trains and transit, adventures and life hacks, and today... Today. A Fort Collins werewolf that's, in Portland. That's right.
0: <laughs> Justin, Patty, how are you?
1: I'm doing great. It's good to be here. It's
0: good to have you in. Oh, uh, you. This is where the tables turn because I listen to Justin on K... R-F-C I have a hard time remembering those call yeah. letters, but uh, the Bikes and Beer radio show in Fort Collins, Colorado, mm-hmm. uh, you were a part of that for some time.
2: Correct. Yeah, about a year, um, 2012 to 2013 yeah. yeah.
0: And we were trying to figure out if, I, I am pretty sure we met each other when Adele and I were on our bike tour in 2012. We yeah. stopped through Fort Collins. We stayed at the professor's house, who's a friend of yours. Correct. And uh, the professor has been on this show a three times. times, I think. Twice by Skype and one in person. Awesome. Uh, but yes, you are here now. I'm here now. Live here now. You're sporting a luxurious mustache. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so <laughs> you, you do live here now. Got and it. so the funny thing is, I was standing outside of base camp brewing expecting a friend, and I said, hey, what's up? Because I thought he was Ross. He had a bigger beard at that point.
2: It was it was a pretty crazy like meeting and interaction, actually.
0: Right. Right. Because I, I thought you were Ross, and yeah. you weren't Ross. Right. That I- was true. But uh, yeah, uh, it turned out we had this other connection.
2: And I had, That's just, hilarious. I had just been in Fort Collins like the week before for Thanksgiving and um, was standing in the gr- in the kitchen of one of our friends uh, talking to the professor. And he was like, hey, man, have you connected with Brock yet? Because I think I don't, I've been here for a few months. And I was like, no, but he's definitely one of the people on the list that I would like to get, reach out to and get in touch with. He's like, all right, cool. I'll have to put you guys in touch via Facebook or whatever. And I was like, all right, that sounds great. Came back to town. A few days later, we were both parking our bikes out in front of oh. base camp. It was
1: dark and raining, yeah. like
0: act of God. Yeah. The
1: professor had something to do with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. he like put that together somehow.
0: <laughs> I think the professor might be God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure about yeah, at that. At least
1: he at least worked the weather.
0: Right, right. He's at least a henchman. <laughs> yes, but yes. So that was how we reconnected yep. after having met so many years ago. It's good to see you again. <laughs> yeah, good to see you in person. Yeah, yeah right. It's, it was.
2: <laughs> I lo- like I've been to a- lived in a few kind of new towns over the last few years and I've realized like when you start kind of just having the random bump ins with people mm-hmm. that's when it starts feeling like like a place to be.
0: Yeah, yeah. this is where this is where uh, the rubber meets the road. Yeah. The, the social rubber meets the road of uh, of friendship. Yep. Uh so you are uh, you're here in Portland now. Where did you come from before Portland?
2: Um, lived in Oakland for a brief year. Okay. Um, and before that, pretty much Colorado my whole life. Yeah. Um, You've so, been
0: in Denver, been in Fort Collins. Yep. Other places in um, Colorado?
2: I went to school in Boulder okay. um, in the early 2000s. Which
0: is different than Denver. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I hear.
2: It, yeah. Yeah. It's about 30 miles away or so. Okay. That's yeah. different. Um and definitely has a different feel than Denver, I would say. Mm-hmm. And it's a great town. I love Boulder. Yeah.
0: Um, it's
2: one of those places that for me is a, is a fun place to visit, I guess.
0: Sure. I um, Another Justin has nut butters being made down there. Yeah.
2: I know some of the folks that work there, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> Good stuff. <laughs> have you ever had those, Aaron? I have not.
0: Justin's no. nut butter. No. Uh, the professor introduced us to that because there were these little single serve, like, sample size packets. Yeah. Okay. I think you can also get them, like, at your local grocer. And they're full of tasty, tasty nut butter. So, uh, Hazel, yeah.
2: Hazelnut butter. Mm-hmm. All, yeah, there's some mm-hmm. good ones. Almond, yeah. Like almond honey butter. Ooh, you were close yeah. to the source. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Something must have compelled you to move. Yeah. It but would. yeah. They make some some good stuff there. But this is not about nut butter. This is about you. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about some of your recent adventures yeah, in yeah. a little bit. Uh, but Sounds first great. of all, Aaron, you and I, uh, were part of a local adventure yeah. Just on Saturday.
1: It it blew up, man. What? It blew up. It the was... the mountain? No. Mount Tabor. <laughs> I thought it was extinct. I thought it was a
0: dormant volcano.
1: Uh I was surprised to see how many people arrived on Saturday.
0: Right, for the lads <laughs> for 500. The lads 500. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, even though we've been talking it up recently, uh the lads 500 is 500 laps around something that is it's a it's a traffic circle of less than a quarter mile. It's like 0.2 miles.
1: Well, I mean, by math, it would be about a fifth of a mile. Uh, If 500 laps is supposedly 100 miles. Mm -hmm. And and it's not. Spoilers. Because I did all 500 laps. So what did your computer say when you were done?
0: My computer said that when I had done 500 laps, I had done 81.3 miles. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's quite a bit short of 100. And who is it? Someone... Was reading off their computer. They did 50 laps, and it said something to the effect of like only doing 10 miles. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, because the uh, the GPS
1: or, or even no, no, sorry, yeah, much less, much less. Depending it was like
0: on six. Yeah, if your uh, if your computer goes off of the satellites and it gets confused about the satellites, like a lot of the <laughs> the uh, tracking, like on Strava, for example, that I use, even though I don't like. It's there, uh, but the line around Lad Circle is, like, this big, like, you know, five-year-old scroll with a big permanent marker right. on the map, just, like, all <laughs> the, like, 500 circles out into, like, Hawthorne. There a couple people like that posted and, yeah. that on the Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so, and also, being that it's a circle, the inside diameter is going to be smaller than the outside right. diameter. Right. So,
0: Did you, you keep know, more to the inside or the outside when you were doing your laps?
1: Um, I tried to stay... As much in the middle as possible, Um, less out of any kind of measurement because I didn't care about that stuff. That's good. Uh, But mostly just because it seemed like it was easier if I needed to pass somebody. Uh Uh-huh. It was going to be a lot easier to come outside. And if there was a car coming in, like I felt more comfortable, you know, sort of being the one up against the motor vehicles kind of like – ushering them on the outside mm-hmm. you know trying to squeeze them out as opposed to like somebody who might be a little bit more nervous
0: yeah um, because most times when you're riding on public roadways you've got uh people passing on the left and generally yeah. that's the accepted method but yeah. in this sense because uh last circle, year there was
1: a few cars that got really confused and got right into the inside oh, really? and, and then then they couldn't like, get out again how do we get out of here oh, right really now. that's right because
0: you did the event last year as well yeah yeah. And I realized that I was doing uh bike camping last year during yeah, like a fool. Because you this dummy. was this was amazing. <laughs> this is the best thing that's ever happened.
1: <laughs> All you suckers that leave town in the summer.
0: Yeah. See what you're missing. Yep. Or or in, in April. Well, yes. Yeah.
1: As the weather gets nicer, so uh-huh. to speak.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway it was it was super cool uh, yeah the whole thing is set up there's a big park city park in the middle and uh, Justin you've been past this I'm sure a couple times yes
2: yeah so um when I did have a job um, I worked on southeast uh, Hawthorne and sixth basically okay. and so my commute would I live out on 92nd and foster and so I would come into town um I would ride on Lincoln and all the way into lads basically and then right through the middle of it up to like 12th and clay
0: or whatever it is right there. Yeah. So. It's kind of the nexus for people bicycling from anywhere in it's Southeast. It's a good diagonal.
2: Dude, you know? the, yeah. the bike commuting scene in this city is legit. Like that's one thing that's <laughs> been really cool about moving here is just like seeing the commuting scene, especially like working just on the East side of the Hawthorne bridge was always cool. Cause like people at five, five 36 o'clock people would just be coming across and street in like in droves. And so like, yeah. And to see lads at night, you know, with everybody's headlights on and stuff like, it's it's pretty crazy. Like, it's a city full of bicyclists. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yes, I have been through there many times.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Lad, uh, what is it? Lad Circle Park is what it's called in the middle. Yes. It's a circular park. Uh, there are some bushes in there. Yes. And uh, yeah, that was where most people were posted up in the middle of the circle as people did laps on the outside. So 500 laps equals about 80 one point three miles, apparently, and depending
1: on where you are in the yes uh, in the circle,
0: anywhere between eighty and ninety, perhaps. Who knows? Uh, I had I had heard someone like kind of just spitballing maybe sixty miles as the total total distance, oh, yeah. which disappointed me when I got there at <laughs> sixty, and I was like, "Well, I haven't done five hundred laps yet."
1: <laughs> Damn it! I still got more to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So uh, last year was the first time they ever did the first annual. Yes. This was the second first annual. Yes. So. The idea was that you were going to go out, and most people do this as part of a relay team, not Correct. a race. It's, it's not a race. it's, it's a illegal relay. to race on public streets. So in I no thought, way would we have been yes, doing that. That would uh, have been wrong. It was a relay. I
1: don't. I didn't. I don't think that that's why it's not a race. But maybe. I guess we'll. have to. Oh, I to, think that's we'll exactly to, why it is. That I, has to I be. just figured, like, just to get away from the whole like racy mm-hmm. aspect uh, and mm-hmm. like the trappings of that. Um, sure. As opposed to like maybe declaring it a race would mean like you have to, you know, go through some legal hurdles. But maybe, maybe that is why he declared it a relay. And I not believe
0: a race. that's it. I believe that's it. Ah, okay. So, uh, yeah, the way that this worked out was everybody got there at 10 a.m. No pomp, no circumstance, just a big green flag. <laughs> they
1: just started. Yeah. It was like, oh shit, it's time <laughs> <Yeah>. to go. <laughs>
0: And so people started riding and in circles.
1: So what happened there with my team is we were still getting together. Yeah. I had arrived like maybe 5 minutes prior. Uh-huh. I was still on my bike. Right. I had all my panniers like still <laughs> on. Like I had <laughs> snacks and drinks for everyone. Uh-huh. But I was the only one like still mounted on the, ro- at, on on the road on my team. Yeah. yeah. So you just went for and, it. And they're like, okay, we're starting. And <laughs> everyone on the, on my team was like, what do we do? And I'm like, okay, I'm doing 20 right now. There you go. <laughs> so I did 20 laps like fully loaded with nice. like, yeah, just, I don't know. How did that feel? Uh, at the end of that 20, I I felt like I was going to die. Okay. And I I honestly was really scared for the rest of the day. Like, I don't know if we can do this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like,
1: oh, I'm way more out of shape than I thought I yeah. was. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so you were on the team with, uh, I know, Andrew from Bikes for Andrew Humanity. Shaw-Kitch. Yeah.
1: We had him on, yeah.
0: And I who had else had was on I your on. team? Uh,
1: Matthew Mendez, uh, who actually we should get him on sometime. He is part of a nonprofit called Crap. I can't it's remember an interesting now. name <laughs> yes. for a nonprofit. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, he's working with, um, I believe it's the Portland City Mission. Okay. Uh, and he restores bikes out of their basements uh, with some of the residents there. Oh, cool. Um,
0: yeah. So like low-income bike access? Yeah. Nice.
1: Yeah. Uh, a lot of times he gets, he gets stuff from Bikes for Humanity. Like if they can't restore it or don't want to take the time to restore it, um, him and his crew will... We'll take those. Um,
0: and Bikes for Humanity is another good bike nonprofit. Yeah. There are a few good bike nonprofits in this town.
1: But, yeah, so we had a crew from from them, and from those two, uh, and then also Mac Nurse David. Yes. Who we read every week in the credits. That's right. Uh, came along for the ride. Yeah. And uh, I feel kind of bad <laughs> for stringing him along. <laughs> How so? Well, the whole, the whole story was, you know, I was going to put together Team Sincerity again. Uh-huh. Like and, a like a
0: punk rock vest, right?
1: Yes. Punk rock formal was, okay. our, was our, uh, gotcha. our attire. You had, had a day. nice bow tie. Yeah. Yeah. It was a black and white mm-hmm. uh, checkered bow tie. Yeah. Um,
0: and David and, did not have punk rock, but he had a tie. But
1: he had formal. And it was pretty close. Like, it was pretty stylish.
0: Vest, tie. Yeah. Long tail. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. And he had a long tail bike. And mm-hmm. uh, I imagine he was... Feeling the laps a lot more than any of us.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I did the first fifty laps on my tall bike. Right, And that, that was uh, that was a bad idea. Really, I realized that because I had been told like, oh, you can do the switches any way you want them. You know, how about half and half? So I I started you know just fifty laps in the tall bike. So
1: long as you have ten switches.
0: Yes, and it where... turned out that you know fifty laps was far too much already like it's not a comfortable bike it's it's not an uncomfortable bike but it's just not designed for the long haul it's kind of a novelty and so i got on my regular bike and i was like oh i can breathe now and so yeah yeah. uh beth hammond former show guest was there and she was my pit crew she ended up dropping or no raising the saddle for me a little bit on the top awesome that helped Uh, But even then, I wasn't prepared to do another 50 laps. So I decided after like 100 laps, I'm like, well, okay, I'm going to do like 10 laps or one lap or two laps on the tall, switch, regular bike, switch back to the tall. I had to do 10 switches in all because every team had to switch riders at least 10 times, right? Yes. Yeah. So there had to be 10
1: exchanges regardless. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Same thing with the solo endeavor. He had to switch bikes at least 10 times. So I did all eight switches that I needed to do. Like within the first <laughs> hundred fifty laps, right,
1: and then you saved the last lap for your for the tall for bike, the tall bike? Yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. So it felt good, uh, you know, over time to to keep on going. I, I realized that on my bike, I don't know if you found yourself doing this or not, but because there were people going fast and uh-huh. there were relatively few obstacles, even though there was a lot of people on the road, uh, there weren't any fixed objects, and so you could right. just kind of drift around this circle. It was really cool. Yeah,
1: I found it hard to go slow. Right, in all honesty, like my My original sort of vision was we were just gonna hang out, make a day of it, uh-huh. you know, maybe even stop and like make a makeshift picnic, right and whatever. and I still maybe will do this next year and like have like a tea break or something uh-huh. you know, um, but it's really hard. When like everyone's out there and like just hauling ass to mm-hmm. not get caught up in that, there were a and, lot like, of
0: people moving really quickly because there yeah. are people moving slowly as well. Um, uh, notably, the lumber jerks, <laughs> yes, Ross and Eric and uh, JP. But even Heather. like
1: for as much as as much as they were carrying, like well, they, they were had, still trucking pretty hard. They
0: were, but they had like this enormous Bokfeet style. It's Ross's big bike. It was the yeah. one that you know all the famous pictures from last year where they had the uh you know the uh, Daytona styled logo on right. the side. This year they had the it was the plaid's five hundred, so they had like a ton of red plaid. The uh, lumber jerks. Uh, they all over the side of yes. the thing. All their clothes were red plaid. It was uh, it was a fascinating sight, and they were grilling uh, just like they did last year. You know, uh, you know, burger hand ups yeah. had the grill on the bike. It was going as did you they grab rode. A while I you tried, rode? but I yeah. you know the next time I I lapped them. The next time yeah. I got back to them, they had already <laughs> given away all the burgers. So uh, uh, eventually, I got one when most. I stopped. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but no, I found that I was actually kind of pushed. Like I I had uh, according to my bike computer, which may or may not be correct because it certainly didn't count the laps properly, uh-huh. but. Uh, I found that I was doing an average of about 16 miles an hour. That's pretty so, good. Yeah, yeah. I was really put, because I don't ride that fast. Considering you did ever. like
1: all 500 on your own, yeah. that is really good.
0: So I was dying by about 200. I think you may yeah. have seen me. Was oh, like yeah. Sprawled yeah. on the lawn, just yeah. like laying there. <laughs> My total time was six hours, 42 minutes, including breaks. That's pretty good. Because I took a hell of a lot of breaks, and I think I needed to. But it was after like, what, 250 or something? I had had some more water. And, uh, I think I was back kind of at my stride or I was delirious (laughs) at that point. It's kind of
1: hard to, kind of hard to tell which was which, right?
0: Yeah. The second two fifty were, were completely different. Um, they were no, I think no more fun really. I think maybe the most fun was at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, I had a hard time remembering, I don't know if you had this, did you have people on the shore as it were? We had track. We had to, Um, uh, you weren't counting your own laps.
1: No. So Ed, who is a friend of Matthew's, um, did a lot of the counting between him and Mac nurse David, yeah.
0: like
1: we would have been lost. They held down the math. In. Yeah. Okay. Um, at, at one point, uh, Mac nurse David was even timing people's laps. <laughs> <labs. laughs> yeah. Um, and he, you know, this is maybe a bit of a brag, but he mentioned I was averaging about 30 seconds per lap.
0: That's pretty good. So, that's pretty yeah. good.
1: Again, it's very hard to go slow when like everybody else mm-hmm. is, is trucking. Yeah. Um,
0: but there was also, so the, but, uh, the Lumberjerks and their fabulous grill bike setup. Yeah. They had a couple different grill bikes, uh, but there was also the like the the, the propane dropouts. machine. Uh, was it what, the what do you call that? that had um, Kamikaze the... car was the one that was uh, piloting this. Yes. But it was like a it was a trike, and I forget if it was a tadpole style trike or just a regular style trike, but a big platform and a big like chimney smokestack thing hooked up to a There's uh,
1: no way they could have that. No, no, no. Yeah? Sorry, because the box was in the back. The
0: box was in the back.
1: Right. And it was just a propane tank in the front.
0: Right. So the propane tank was hooked up to this enormous smokestack. And every now and again, whenever they got the whimsy, uh, they would just pull some chain... And this big ball of propane would go up the stack, and then there'd be like an eight foot plume of, of fire coming out of the top. <laughs> which was and it
1: made like just this sonic boom, man. I thought yeah. there was
0: a I thought there was an accident because the first time they did it, it came from across the circle. Yeah, and I was like, what yeah. was that noise? Yeah,
1: I got really scared. Yeah, like oh, man, two cars <laughs> oh, no. ran into
0: each other or yeah. something. And it was just propane burning up in the sky. <laughs> no, nothing to nothing to worry about here.
1: <laughs> nothing to worry about. There maybe, was also
0: um, there was also like a paddle boat style thing, like a two person like, um, paddle car set up like pedal car yeah, yeah.
1: yeah is, i think was what it was called uh, right there was a couple of those
0: and somebody else had like a rickshaw sort of thing with like a big chase lounge on the front of it and, oh uh, yeah yeah that
1: was that was more of a tadpole style and okay two up front and yeah and uh the one in the back and and there were up-
0: unicyclists yes there's so many unicyclists and there was he, the fellow who uh, who had either the Sergeant Peppers uniform or, like, the fabulous oh, yes. 70s green well, he, suit. Well, he would trade off
1: between Dapper Dan and, uh, and Captain Dan, <laughs> right. I think, were the two personas. Right. Yes.
0: And he was blowing bubbles, and he was on a clown bike, and the wheels were and approximately like, three inches wide.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Something like that.
0: He did, like, 12 laps on that uh, at all.
1: Incidentally, one of the unicyclists had a 36-inch wheel.
0: Yes, and he did 303 laps. That is own. amazing. Beat the unicycle record from last year. <laughs> so uh, it's springtime. Let's do something stupid, and it happened,
1: and it was great. It was wonderful. Yeah.
0: So there are a lot of pictures online. Uh, we'll post some of them, but uh, I think I've been sharing them on the Facebook and uh, a couple of things on the Twitter. Yeah, and all that. So uh, the uh,
1: one you got from Josh. Yes, was, was Josh Ropo. really cool. Yeah, he's a great. Yeah, uh, he got. What was really cool about that is he got my front light at just the right angle or whatever, <laughs> so you could did tell
0: you? it was on, but it wasn't blinding. Well,
1: yeah. What well, did you see like that sort of like lens flare that Ooh. happened with it? You got a no, JJ Abrams photo. Try to
0: bring it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> that's good. I remember hearing one person because you and I both run Dino lights, and uh, yes. Justin, do you have Dino light? I don't. Okay, that's
2: one of the things I've been wanting to to add to my Surly ECR for whatever mm, that'd Just, make it perfect
0: yeah it'd be the perfect bicycle at that point yeah i think the the one thing the problem with that the downside is that your light is always on yeah and i heard at least two people when i was at the event saying man that light is bright oh for yeah. real so, yeah oh maybe, maybe mine was also angled up a bit too much so how right. many
2: people how many people were riding and, and spectating in your best estimate
0: were there i think there were 42 teams or competitors so I think at that, you know, there were at least 42 people in the circle at the beginning.
1: That's over twice as many as last year.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So so the the third first annual one is
2: a, is going to be...
1: The third inaugural? The third yes. inaugural. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's going to be the like third, the- second, first. <laughs>
2: Are you, do you notice that too? First annual versus inaugural? Yeah. 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 I try to, <laughs>
1: it, it's good to make sure that you uh,
0: keep those things in line. Yeah. Be careful when you describe things. I was just going to say that when I was counting my laps, uh, I had to count aloud for a while. So right. As I, I could hear you yelling So as I passed the, the red line around the circle, I would be like, one, two, three. And eventually I started making up rhymes to go with the numbers. Oh, yeah. Like some old guy playing cards or something. And so I did that for a while. And then I just got tired of it. And then... I lost my voice and mm-hmm. then I was just kind of counting mumbling to myself. So yeah,
1: you were really hoarse at the end. Yeah, um, yeah, we would lose track. Um, anytime Ed or David were, uh, riding, we, w- it was up to like the rest of us to try to keep track. <clears throat> and there was a lot of times where, especially when Ed was riding, I felt so bad. Like we would shout like, you know, 27 and he'd look back. It's like
0: 26. <laughs> <laughs> see I wondered how many times I had done that yeah. myself as well it's
1: like I could have swore
0: we had did I just seen upgrade myself yeah yeah that's where I was thinking I need like a person to help me if I was ever... but I'm not gonna yeah. do solo next year I am not <laughs>
1: no I'm, I'm gonna
0: join team sincerity <laughs> there you go or maybe I'll start my own team who knows
1: uh, I feel I feel maybe since i've I've rode with the uh, bikes for Humanity crew last year a loyalty and, and this year like loyalty I, lies I think I have to have to go with them again next okay. year okay.
0: Well, that means you got to start wearing like green or something, right? No, no. no. Okay, <laughs> they will. You make your own conform, choices. They will conform to my. You style. make your own choices. <laughs> so it was a good time, and that uh, you know, again, it's spring. This is this is when stupid things happen. Yeah. So uh, it was inspiring.
1: It was great. It was so yeah. much fun. Um,
0: I recommend anybody. This is the sort of thing that anybody can do too. You and know,
1: I, I want to. I also want to point out, like, so there was the lads edition or lads neighborhood. Um, Easter egg hunt. Oh that yes, happened. that's right. And there was a little bit of tension if you happen to be a, a, a reader of the comment board. On right, there were Bike idiots Portland. online
0: early on this one.
1: Yeah. Also, don't read the comments on Bike Portland.
0: Don't read the comments anywhere. <laughs> anywhere, really. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> that is good advice. Really.
1: <laughs> There's something though about Bike Portland articles that like the comments tend to fold in on themselves even quicker than anywhere else. Like, yeah. Like people start like. Arguing and like you lose focus of what the actual article it's like was like an really escher about. painting yeah yeah um but anyways so there was a little bit of like you know tension around there um but when the actual easter egg hunt happened like we stopped the race for there was a know, red flag a little while yeah and we let the kiddos go through that and went remarkably we, well yeah yeah um. There were a few more wipeouts this year than I remember from last year, Mm -hmm. but they all seemed to resolve pretty well. Right. Um, and there were zero, like, at least from what I remember, there were zero, like, negative or tense interactions with drivers. Everyone was Um, okay with everything. Yeah, there was a few, there was a few last year where, like, it was a few of us, you know, yelling back and forth. Right. Um. But one of the but, rules
0: is don't fuck with cars.
1: Right, right. Well, and, and I wouldn't say we were doing that per se. No. But um, I didn't see any of that this year. That's so, good. Yeah, I think regardless of the amount of people that were there, I think it went a lot smoother.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it was uh, it was remarkable. So, again, this is the sort of thing anyone can do. Just go out there. You know what else anybody can do? They can go to Southeast Division 12 and visit the beer mongers.
1: I, I was trying to anticipate where you're going with that. <laughs> I mean, I knew we would eventually reach Southeast Division in 12. Right, or, right. Like yeah. How we got
0: there. hmm. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a good place to go get some beverages. We picked up these nice Stormbreaker beverages. Uh, well, Justin, you and I are drinking Stormbreaker, and uh, mm-hmm. Aaron, you're having the... Uh,
1: I got me the classic Portland ginger brew. That's right,
0: made by Lionheart. Lionheart. Did you How notice did you? that uh, they're, they have a production facility way up... Uh,
1: On uh, Vancouver
0: Way. Yes, very yes, very right far near. north, all, nigh into Vancouver, uh, but yes.
1: But right near the bus yard.
0: I see it yeah. near uh, near where we work, yes. yes. So uh, yes, this is uh, th- this is just a sampling of the fine beverages you can get. I want to
1: like ride my bike there one one of these days. I think and, you should and just stop in. and okay, what's and ask up for a tour or something? You yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think they would be really weirded out. Show them your Twitter handle. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> no, seriously, I have an Instagram. This this will be <laughs> no, huge. No, really? <laughs> That's right. So yes, uh, recommend the, the beer mongers. Uh, one thing that happened when I was there today was. Uh, I um, I acquired these beers and I walked up to the counter and uh, Andrew knows me by name. If you go there a couple of times, people are going to know who you are. It's not just because we have a podcast. It's just, it's like if you go there and you go there once or twice, They'll they're go. a friendly Norm! establishment because you know there are yes exactly everyone knows your name. <laughs> the the problem with some bars you go into is that they're too cool for school and uh, you know you're trying to order something and they're looking down their nose at you sideways past their yeah. glasses. And that's no good.
1: Here's the thing. I don't drink there because I don't drink. Yes. And they still know me. Right. Yes.
0: Right. Yeah. So that that means something.
1: Not necessarily by name, but at least by face.
0: Is <laughs> that guy with the glasses. <laughs> oh, yeah. In the cafe. What's up? <laughs> so, yes. Uh, the Beer South Southeast Division 12th. I highly recommend next time you are thirsty, you go there. The Roll Door is up. Oh, good, good it's times we time. had. Yeah. And uh, – if it is springtime, it is time to do something stupid. You say, "Here, hold my beer." That roll door is right there, just <laughs> waiting for <laughs> just, you to go through just it.
1: Right on out. That's yeah. it.
0: Yeah. So the beer mongers. We of course advocate responsible consumption of all beverages, alcoholic and otherwise. So, uh, but yes, go to the beer mongers, Southeast Division of twelve. So, Justin Patty. Uh tell me a little bit about some of the things you've been up to. First of all, you said you learned a couple of things. Uh one was about moss.
2: The hard way. Yeah, the hard way. So, <laughs> I think it was might have been back-to-back days or within just a couple days of each other. This is my first winter in the Pacific Northwest and it's from everything I hear it's it was quite the the winter. Oh man. to be be you, up here for the first time. You can it's do a this one, you can do. One. Yeah. Yeah. Anything. yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, it was riding over to some friend's house last week and like I mentioned a bit ago, I live on ninety second foster, so like I'm about as far southeast as you can still be in Portland city limits just about. Yeah. And our friends live up on um Willamette and uh interstate basically. So like the
0: opposite corner of the east side. Pretty
2: much. And so um my wife and I just have the one car and she had it at work. So I had had my bike and I could have taken the Max, but I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna ride today. Like I hadn't done anything very physically active yet for the day. So I was like, I'm going to ride my bike across town. And, um, it had been sunny most of the day and right as I was getting ready to ride, I I like was throwing the ball with my roommate's dog and I kept looking over my shoulder and seeing the clouds build and build. And I was just like, Oh man. All right. And so just as I was getting ready to leave, it just dumped for a few (laughs) minutes and then it kind of let up. And I had like, I've got like a Patagonia rain jacket and Patagonia rain pants and, um, I was like put the jacket on and um was like I don't need my pants. So be like, fine. fine. Yeah, and like but I I was like I'll pull my phone out of my jeans and put it into my rain jacket pocket and um I re- so the 205 bike path is I rode that north to like Division and before I even got to Division like my jeans were soaked. I was like Oh yeah, to- this is on the way there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean I was barely a mile out the door. Okay. And I was like whatever i'm fine like i'm getting i'll get to their house like I'll throw my stuff in the dryer and just like hang out right. for a while i was like no big deal um i was like my phone's in my ra- in my pocket of my rain jacket uh, it'll be good and i mean pretty much until like i got all the way to the river at, like all like riding all the way across town mm-hmm. it just dumped and yeah. i was soaked just like the whole way the whole time i was like my phone, like, wasn't thinking about my phone because it was in my rain jacket pocket, uh-huh. but... Man. It should be fine. Yeah. So <laughs> got to their house and, like, pulled it out and just, like, the touch screen wasn't really working all that well. <laughs> and, like, I tried to unlock it and it wasn't reading my thumbprint. Was, like, trying to hit oh, the buttons no. and, like, nothing happened. And then, so I was like, all right, whatever. My buddy and I were going for a run. So we went for a run and, like, I plugged it in and was able to call my wife and just, like, made one phone call and then few minutes later, like went to go grab it and it was just black. Like just nothing, dead, oh, brick. Oh, done, done. And so Did you then, try the whole rice thing? I did. I yeah. did. Yeah, I did. And, um, gave it about like waited till the next day. Um, I think it was last Wednesday when this, when we did this. Cause like, yeah, it was last Wednesday. Cause then Thursday rolled around the next day, still nothing had been sitting in rice all night long. And then I'd gotten an email from this, like, um, from this recruiting agency, since I don't have a job, I'm trying to find one right now. Right. and so like, Not a great time to buy a phone, I guess. <laughs> well,
1: yeah. Not a great I time mean, to like, be without a phone th- either. That's, <laughs> the, that's what it was. Yeah.
2: Like, um, and they emailed me that day and they're like, hey, this job that we were talking about a few days ago, they want to have a phone interview with you tomorrow. <laughs> oh. and so of course, it had to be a phone interview. <laughs> totally. And so... Come on, can like, I come in in person? <laughs> I was like, well... And so I had pulled out like my boneyard of old iPhones from the drawer (laughs) that like still one the, the most recent one still worked. The screen was super cracked, but I plugged it in and it turned on. But then I started realizing pretty quickly that why that one had gotten replaced just because of some of the quirks and stuff like that. It wasn't quite, wasn't quite working. And so went to the Verizon store and with both phones, the old iPhone five and the dead iPhone six, like trying to see whatever. And I walk in and, Guys like, well, you're due for an upgrade and I was like, uh, Yes, I guess you know. I am. <laughs> so
1: like You're so. due for a punch in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs>
2: so that was I mean, like I've gone for runs or bike rides with my phone in like a little Ziploc bag many times. And that was it was, you know, it's like I don't know, every once in a while you just leave the house and you're just like, Oh, Maybe I should have grabbed, like, put it in a plastic bag, and then you're just like, whatever, nah, it'll be, fine. It'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, it'd be fun. Like,
0: well, total- what, what kind of pants do you wear? Or do you keep it in your pants pocket or in your jacket?
2: Uh, typically in my pants pocket. Okay. Typically, just jeans or Carhartts or whatever.
0: Gotcha. Um, but yeah, that
2: was in the in the in the rain jacket pocket. Okay. That night.
0: Yeah. So. Because I've heard stories before about, you know, the rain jacket. The rain jacket really works well to shed water off of you, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the jacket itself is waterproof. Right. And I guess this would be this would be a, a proof of that concept.
2: Well, and the crazy thing about, like, wearing rain gear is a lot of, especially if you're riding your bike, like, sometimes you'll be almost just as wet from sweating right. when you're wearing it. Yeah. Right. And so, like, I've I've kind of... Like I bought this rain jacket and rain pants in two thousand ten living in Colorado mm-hmm. and in the first two weeks of living in
0: Portland it had gotten more use than it had in the previous <laughs> six years. Well what I remember about Colorado is that there's a pretty dependable rain shower, and I don't know if this is all seasons, but especially in the summer, in the summer. I remember is like three PM. Yep. It's like, oh rain rain cloud time. Okay, here it yeah. comes. It breaks, it pours, and then it's done. Yep. Then you move on with your life. Yeah. Uh, and Portland is like that, except it shows up at unexpected times. It kind right. of sneaks up behind you, and suddenly it's, hey, it's hail. It's, Boom. it's raining, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, it's very much like clockwork in the summertime in yeah. Colorado. It's like, you know, and that's a big deal like if you're climbing 14ers you have to start super early in the morning big tall get, mountains get up on the top of the mountain by like 11 a.m or noon and get down before the lightning comes basically because so you know it's, like, it's going to be there pretty much yeah, yeah. and it, it's just a. in general it's just an arid climate and so like you know i lived the the one year in oakland and i was like yeah yeah rainy winter cool got it because like even just even last year in oakland it had been rainier than it had been in years there yeah And, uh, the, the rain's kind of the real deal here. (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say, how how are the winters in Oakland? Uh, they're very, very similar, except I think that the rain starts a little bit later and ends a little bit earlier. Okay. Um, Yeah. And it doesn't, but it doesn't snow, um, or get ice. You know, everyone, there was like one or two mornings I'd go outside and there'd be like a a small layer of frost, but, um, no, no ice storms or, or. Or like the, the one snowstorm this year. Oh, yeah. So, right. Yeah. yeah.
0: Now, this this year, again, this was the year to, I yeah. suppose, if you wanted to test your metal and see if you were actually uh, fit for Northwest, then you... But from Colorado, you are. I've always thought of Colorado yeah. as being basically like Oregon just without the ocean. Like it's, it's... There's a lot of similarities it's there. It's
2: very similar. A lot of people that I grew up with live here in Portland now. And I see a lot of Colorado license plates here. Right. I see a lot of people wearing Denver Broncos hats and <laughs> shirts and stuff like that. And Go yeah. Broncos. <laughs> Yeah. So I think it feels and like some of my friends here that are from Colorado were back in Colorado recently and had a couple random interactions with people who had left Oregon to move to Colorado. So right. I think it's very much, uh, it feels a lo- it feels very similar. Portland feels very similar to Denver to me in a lot of ways that, hmm. um, just, I guess, in the sense that like, you know, feels like it's a little bit smaller on the size of the city the w- in terms of way cities go, but like and kind of flew under the radar for a really long time. And then in just the last few years, they've both just like exploded. exploded. Yeah. yeah. So, right.
0: Uh, Aaron, uh, have you been to Denver? Not yet. Okay. Cause I haven't either. I need to go someday. I suppose
2: it's a fun, it's a fun town. Yeah. I've been yeah. to the airport, but yeah. I haven't
0: been anywhere else.
2: Well, if you're at the airport though, it's technically in Denver city limits. You're about <sighs> 20 miles away from Denver. <laughs> That's what I hear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, like when I was in Denver, it was, it only took me like 15 minutes less to get to the airport from when I lived in Denver versus when I lived in Fort Collins, right. which is like 60 <laughs> miles away. <laughs> so. This is about as much, as much
0: difference between the two. Yeah. yeah. Travel time. Yeah. Anyways. Um, huh. so. Well, I, I'm glad you made it to Portland. Um, yeah. Tell me a little bit about the uh, adventures that you've been having, because you went to California and you rode some bikes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, left my job in like mid January um for a variety of reasons but um mainly kind of just to step back and um enjoy riding my bike a little bit and my roommate had also um left his job fairly recently and we kind of started talking about it and put the put together the plans to go to California for a month so we left on January we have to we actually left on inauguration day on January 20th and we listened to NPR the whole way down to California <laughs> it's <a> long
1: trip <laughs> it was a long trip this makes the trip longer yeah I think. <laughs> yeah
2: um and so we just we kind of had a loose agenda of doing bikepacking trips and mountain biking um and between the two of us, we knew people all over between the Bay area and LA and kind of out towards the desert. And, um, they also had kind of a crazy record breaking winter. So late January, early mid February, wasn't exactly the best time to be down there. Um, a lot of our plans kind of got, um, scrapped due to rainstorms and heavy rains and stuff like that. Some of our, Drives got detoured because of landslides and things like that, especially between San Jose and Santa Cruz. Um,
0: The whole world is ending while you're
2: down in California. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But um, we ended up getting some amazing rides in around Los Angeles, actually. And I, I don't like. The lost the mountain biking in Los Angeles is incredible for for anybody who's never been down there. Which I've is, heard some about this. Which is a, to me like I'm very fortunate to have a friend and former coworker that lives in Los Angeles who has kind of connected into the cycling scene there. And she's a, a really big into just the history of the the city, and has kind of dived into that pretty deeply. And so through her, I've been able to kind of see that city in in a in a way that I don't think I would have viewed it otherwise. You
1: would not think of mountain biking when when yeah, LA is right. mentioned, yeah.
2: And and I think that's one of the things that makes that city so cool is that wow. you know the one. So one of the days, my my friend and roommate Todd and I went on a mountain bike ride just up um, outside of Pasadena and we, it was like a 15 mile bike ride and we started in shorts and t-shirts and we ended up getting like six miles in on a North and East facing, um, side of this mountain. And it was like four inches of snow. Oh wow. Wow. And so like, you know, before we got to that spot though, you know, we were standing on the top of a mountain overlooking one of the biggest cities in the country. And we were on the trail for six hours and saw two people the entire day that's great yeah and so like and some of the funnest single track i've been on like some of the scariest single track i've been on where you're just like looking straight down a cliff over to your side um it's like the
1: mulholland drive of single track (laughs) (laughs) yeah pretty much
2: um Um, we did ride on the mulholland drive one day too oh yeah. yeah um but, yeah, the, the mountain biking around there is pretty incredible. And there's a lot of a lot of, there's a few bike shops that are kind of doing some cool stuff with bikepacking and overnight adventures down there. The Topanga Creek outpost up in Topanga Canyon and some of the guys at um, Golden Saddle Cyclery do some really cool rides around there. And they've kind of helped, I think, bring some awareness to some of the mountain biking and, like, the dirt trails and dirt roads that exist in the mountains just outside of Los Angeles. So. Nice. And the weather largely supports it as well.
0: Yeah. Um, so, well, yeah, it, it seems like it's a tad bit more temperate down there. Yeah. It makes it easier to be outside more often if you want to be. But that it really is interesting what you're saying about how, you know, you're so close to this enormous population center and it's just you are on your own. You are alone. Yeah. And
2: generally, like, that's one of the things that I've found to be really cool about California. Like, California has... So, let's see. I learned recently that one in ten... What is it? Like, one-tenth of... Uh, California's population lives in Los Angeles County. Um, the population of LA Count no, sorry, one in eight people. I think what, I like basically LA County itself has ten million people, which is more than forty-two of the U. Like individual U.S. states. That's and, like, a lot. There's almost forty million people that live in the whole state of California. Yet you can get it to some insanely remote places within about an hour to two hour of any major metropolitan area down there.
0: So. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Especially, I mean, I think that's kind of how the West is typified. It's different on the Midwest, East Coast cities. Right. Um, you know, You're a lot closer to more people out there. But out here in the West, it does seem like that is the, the benefit is that you can just kind of get away when yeah. you want to. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, even as it seems to get more and more crowded, like it's, it, whether it's in Portland or California or Denver or wherever it might be, like you can still get away from, from it pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. And that's so. crowded to people who grew up in the West. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah. 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 Um. Uh, where else did you go while you were down there? You mentioned, uh, kind of having to change plans, but what, yeah. what did you hit? You said you, you biked around LA, LA
2: did some urban mountain biking, like around some of the super steep city streets, went up to Griffith park, um, did some stuff, uh, uh quite spent most of our time around LA, but then, um, excuse me, went went out to Joshua tree for a few days too. Right. um, did an overnight trip in Joshua tree on
0: some of the, like the dirt roads out there. So are you a YouTube fan? And uh, did you play the album over and over and over again uh, <laughs> on your way no. out there? No and no. no. Okay, all right. <laughs> so you can enjoy Joshua Tree without yeah. appreciating you too. Yeah. All right, it's good to know.
2: Um, and did, some, did a fair amount of writing around Santa Cruz as well. Santa um,
0: Cruz is beautiful. Santa yeah. Cruz is, uh, I mean, we went through there on our tour oh, yeah. and it's, it's interesting cause that seems to be where it kind of I gets, kind of wish uh, we
1: could have stayed a little bit longer there, but
0: yeah, it seems to get jungly, uh, yeah. around there. Yeah. Like the, the wildlife, the plant life changes Yeah, and, uh, it starts looking a little bit different. Yeah. So yeah,
2: Santa Cruz is a cool town. Um, it's kind of a town that keeps, has brought me back over the years for a variety of kind of crazy reasons, but, um, got some good friends that live there and one of my buddies, um, who lived in Fort Collins for a while, but I didn't know him. He and I lived in Fort Collins together, but I didn't know him then, and it wasn't until he moved back to Santa Cruz that I met him. And um, the dude rides his bike a lot, and so he's got a lot of good um, knowledge and info on a lot of the trails around there.
0: That's great. Yeah. Well, and Santa Cruz is, a—I was going to say, a very small town. It's not tiny, but... No, compared to larger cities it's yeah it's only much like smaller
2: fifty or sixty thousand people it's and that makes small. yeah it
0: makes it easy to get out in the woods I would assume yeah like uh, there's a lot of stuff w- within like you know 10 or 15 minutes and you' you're out on a trail of something yeah kind. you
2: can ride from pretty much anywhere in town and be on a trail pretty quickly but Santa Cruz is another funny one kind of like um Portland in certain ways where a lot of the trail is either illegal or because like or it just doesn't exist in certain ways because like for whatever reason, you know, there's trails on the UCSC campus that people just kind of go back and build illegally. And it's cool that they've done that, but also kind of a bummer that they have to resort to that. And, you know, so
0: they are desire trails. Yes. Like the clearest sense of the word. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep on showing up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that um, sounds cool.
2: Yeah, it was it was awesome.
0: So how long was the trip at all?
2: We were gone for four weeks.
0: There you go. That's that's pretty good.
2: Yeah, it was it was the longest I've ever been away from home on like a on a fun trip like that and not having to take time off from work or you know, like it was the toughest part about it was basically trying to keep it kind of up in the air and like free of plans while staying with friends and making plans with friends, many of whom had spouses or children <laughs> and, you know, like, like at
0: school this day,
2: right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, so, um, remember
1: that weekend we were going to have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: And so, um, but it got to the point where, you know, my wife who was incredible and in saying, yeah, go do this thing. Like take this trip, get, get out and like enjoy yourself. It got to about like late in the second, like, towards week three close into week four and she was like all right dude like you should come home i know that you keep saying like i don't know when we're coming home but if you could set a date that would kind of be nice at this point right (laughs) right yeah yeah so that was um and you we'd kind of talked about the month-long thing so
0: yeah yeah but that was kind of her term of limitations well yeah and
2: she was watching todd's dog and Uh, so like she had some ladies Lady friends coming into town for like a a weekend where there was like six or seven seven of them. And they were going out to the coast to stay out in um Manzanita for a night and there weren't dogs allowed and so she was oh. like, so she was kinda using the dog like she like dude come yeah. get your dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So um Yeah. But yeah, it was it was a really fun trip and um over the course of a month we only stayed at one hotel room. Otherwise it was like I think we stayed at like eight or nine different friends' houses between, sure. between the Bay Area and L.A. and out towards um, like the Palm Springs area, basically. Yeah. So, were
0: you camping out much, or was this like people's couches and stuff? It or? was
2: mostly people's couches. Okay. Um, yeah. We The only camping we really did was out in Joshua Tree, which was like four or five straight nights. So we did camp out there for a bit. Um, nice. And, you know, did like the one kind of overnight trip. Yeah, we did the one overnight trip when we were out in Joshua Tree. So Yeah.
0: Well, what should people know if, if they find themselves suddenly without a job and they say, Hey, I'd like to go out and have some bike adventures. What What are some tips you would give? Like if someone has uh, a block of time and they're like, Oh, I should go out and ride my bike somewhere. Yeah. What, wow. should, what should they think about?
2: Well, um, well, hopefully I'd say number one is just getting out on your bike as much as you possibly can. Um, and
0: then, yeah, that's it. I guess. You mentioned that's, not making plans, so yeah. uh, should like how how tightly should people hold to that? Do you think that's a personality thing, or do you think that's like like you should definitely not try and be too structured, too rigid?
2: Um, for me, I don't know. I kind of like having plans actually, but and so that for I guess that was kind of a step away from my normal like um, way of operating. But um, yeah, have some plans, but also be willing to just kind of like throw them out the window. Cause mm. I mean, that was what we basically had to do from the very get go. Cause right. like, we were supposed to leave here and go straight to Santa Cruz for like a three night overnight trip, but it was the forecast was just dumping rain for several days. And so we ended up staying in Oakland for a couple of nights. We went to the women's March in Oakland and like had this complete opposite experience of going bikepacking it was like in the city, um, in a huge crowd of hundreds of thousands of people in downtown Oakland yeah. and, we were like, "All right, cool. Like this is that kind of sets the tone for the rest of the trip. That it's like this is kind of what we had planned, but immediately that went out the window, and so let's kind of roll with it and whatever comes our way comes our way."
0: Yeah. So just so stay it open.
2: Ki- yeah. It, w- it was kind of nice to have that curveball from the from the very beginning.
0: Yeah, so. and uh, pay attention. Like when when your significant other says, "Hey, it's time for you to come home," it's probably time <laughs> to come Weigh home. Weigh that in the balance carefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before your significant other stops saying it's time to come home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that's good. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad you had a good trip.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And uh, it was a nice, nice way to ease into the the unemployment thing. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and best wishes too, as as yeah. that goes. Yeah. I, ho- I yeah. hope you
0: find a job you like, yeah. and yeah. Uh, that they find you and they like you and all that. Something, uh, something something good will come up you had mentioned uh, commuters being crazy in Portland <laughs> uh, like it's kind of nuts watching yeah. everybody stream over the bridge uh-huh. at the end of the day yeah. uh, any other impressions uh, you've lived here for a couple of months yeah uh, what, what do you think of Portland having spent some time here now
2: um it's a really cool spot to be and you I'm, could
0: say if it wasn't you could say so yeah no, a safe I, place. I'm
2: I'm I'm excited to be here <laughs> I mean like I did go back to Colorado a, a, about a month ago and I was there for three weeks. My youngest brother just had a kid. The um, sun was shining, like all this stuff. And like, you know, I definitely got a little bit homesick on that trip. But then as soon as I got back here, um, the next day I went for a run in forest park and I'm just like, I live in the rainforest. That's kind of cool too. Everything's super green. <laughs> and, um, I, yeah, I really enjoy it. I really like living. We live down in Lentz, which I really enjoy that neighborhood. Cause I feel like it's kind of, uh, there's some, unique things happening there and I'm it's just far enough it's just far enough and I think it's it, it seems to be um in a unique position in that it's kind of one of the last it's like one of the last affordable areas to live in the city and that's changing quickly and I think that like um it's it's from what I can tell it's always kind of been a little bit um a little bit under the radar within the way in terms of Portland and stuff like that. And so, and for the first time in a long time, I've moved so many times in the last several years. Like we bought a house down there. Katie's got a great job here. I'm kind of in this air in this, at this point where I'm exploring new things, both mostly professionally and just kind of trying to find my place. And, um, we're, yeah, we're stoked to be here. It's, uh, for the first time, I don't feel like I'm looking for the next place to go. And so that nice. that feels
0: good. That feels really good. Yeah, uh, Aaron. You and I have both had uh, time in Lens at various yeah. times over the past several years. It's uh, yeah. It's a, I, there's a soft spot in my heart for it. I, I mm-hmm. don't get out there as much because I move closer in and it's it's farther out. It's a ways out. If you live farther sure. out, I think you end up coming in more often uh, than if you live in, you go out. Yeah. Uh, does that but make there's, sense? There's
1: a lot of good access to transit there. There is. You've got the 72 run in. That's uh, right up up out front, front door. Again. Yeah, and. You've got the green line there, both at Flavelle Station and at Lent Station, which is uh, right across the street from us. We're yeah, like
2: on we're like right, we're on basically on 92nd and Foster. So I mean yeah. that that station's right there, and the airport's super close, which is really nice yeah. too.
0: Um, yeah, and so, they just tore down all the old buildings there. Like they, <laughs> they got rid of the gas so, station. They got rid of the uh, oh, the, old the, uh, the old nightclub. The, the old the new copper penny. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. someone
1: was. I can't remember where I was reading this, but someone was lamenting the loss of the new copper penny, and I'm like, honestly, did you actually live near the new copper? Because. <laughs> When I was there, it was useless. It was just this skeezy old building. I tried going for drinks one time. Uh, It smelled like piss,
0: and it was not (laughs) a fun environment. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I, we can't get into it now, local politics. No, no, no. yeah, but uh, <laughs> but yes, that all that is gone, and they're building brand new uh, infrastructure, basically. So yeah. the entire face of the place is changing. It's uh, like you were saying, it uh, may not be as affordable for long, but we'll see. Yeah. This uh, just
1: in: the Sprocket Podcast loves gentrification. <laughs> breaking news. <laughs> yeah.
0: But you know, no, I'm glad that you found a place. I'm glad that uh, you know that, that you found a place that you enjoy. Yeah. Um. So well, you'll have to come back and tell us some more stories when you have. Some more adventures, yeah. Um, but uh, going on,
2: yeah. going on one
0: in two days. What are you gonna do? Um,
2: heading to Moab for like five days of riding with the professor, and then doing a bachelor party. So I got married in November, elope style, elopement style. Congratulations! And we're doing like a big party and ceremony in colorado in a couple of weeks and oh, so this so is like, like the, a bachelor trip yeah the white rim bachelor your, your trip. bachelor party yeah ah yeah so okay i'm gonna be out in the desert riding bikes for like another week and week and some change here in a few days
0: i can't think of a better way to spend a couple of days especially given the forecast over the next couple of days here yeah that sounds like a good idea
2: i think it's supposed to be warm and dry
0: so <laughs> Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Never mind. Well, over in Moab. Oh, oh over Moab. there. Okay, in gotcha. Moab. Yes. Yeah, so, no, so, I knew I, what you're talking. about. Yes, it's so, not going to be so, warm and dry so, over yeah, here. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank congratulations you. on your uh, on on your uh, uh, your ceremony and uh, and all this that's coming out. This is very exciting. Yeah uh well do you have time to hang out with us for our news and mail yeah
2: i'd be happy to hang out got fabulous this awesome two by four right here
0: i believe in you i think you can do it yeah uh okay so um before of course we roll the headlines we roll this don't don't ever use that what's on our calendar
1: <laughs> all right first up as usual second friday of every month every month indianapolis bike party That's right. Um, April 18th is tax day. Yes. Go get your taxes done. I did. Or do them yourself. I got them taken care of. I have not yet. Okay. Did Uh, you get an extension? No. You should get one. I can do it tomorrow. Okay. Right? It's still on time if I do it tomorrow, right?
0: I hope so. Right? Yeah.
1: The internet is instantaneous.
0: Yep. I hope so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hope nothing goes wrong. (laughs) April 29th, the
0: De'Ron. De'Ron. Have you heard about this, Justin? I have not. This is uh, pointless climbing. Pointless climbing around the West Hills of Portland. Oh, great. A total of like 5,500 feet of climbing. Yes. It's ridiculous. Yes. And masochistic. It's our yes. favorite thing. <laughs>
2: when is that it again? It pretty
0: fun. Uh, April 30th. 29th. Oh, 29th. Oh.
1: Yes. The 30th is La Doyenne. Which is on the which east is side. Kind of in your neighborhood, the More, Happy Valley area. Mm-hmm. Okay. More pointless yeah. climbing. <laughs> um, also on the 30th is the Brompton Urban Challenge in L.A., um and more hopefully, news later. hopefully we'll get info on the Brompton Urban Challenge in Portland. I don't know when that is yet.
0: Be nice to know more about that. Yes. Folding bikes and such. May 5th, film by bike. I just signed up for a volunteer slot to help out with the street party. Oh,
1: shit. That's what I should do.
0: I think uh, you should, too, because uh, if you trade your time, you get passes to see movies. Yes. And the street party is a hoot. It's a good time.
1: And also, you know— You just get to volunteer for something really awesome.
0: Also, it is filmed by bike. Yes. Uh, May 19th, Bike to Work
1: Day in D.C. In D.C. It took me a couple read-throughs on that website. To realize it was just for D.C. Okay. It wasn't bike to work day everywhere. <laughs> everywhere, Just in D.C. And I almost registered myself. <laughs>
0: but if you live in D.C., I mean, you could argue that you live in, in something like what else could D.C. stand for? Like any place where you could arguably say I live in D.C.
1: Yes. I'll come up with something Yeah. Later. Uh, May 20th, Reach the Beach. Reach
0: the Beach. It's one of those pay-to-ride things, but it's for a good cause.
1: May 28th, this is a new one. Ooh. The P-Town Throwdown Skateboard Race. Skateboard Race. That's down in Selwood
0: Uh here in Portland. Is it on city streets? I don't have
1: that information on me right now. Okay. No, that's that's fine. Uh, I think it's actually a sanctioned race.
0: Nice. The P-Town Throwdown.
1: Yes. That came to us from Corey Poole. That's
0: right. Who was at the Lads 500? And yes, his team, with the skate team, his skate team ended up completing all 500 laps on a skateboard. which yeah. is great,
1: even with assistance from his daughter Penelope. That's um, right. She she did a couple laps on her skateboard. It was right. really fun to watch. Yeah, uh,
0: and she's a fireball. She uh, she loves her skateboard. She yes. loves uh, all, all manner of, of uh, fun on the streets and, and such. So uh, we mentioned pointless climbing. Can I tell you about June 6th? My pedal ride.
1: June
0: 6th. The Alameda Stair Carry. More pointless climbing. That's right. There are public stairways uh, on the Alameda Ridge between, like, the what, the 15th Avenue and 70th Avenue. There's a bunch of staircases. And so this ride starts at Velocult, ends at Velocult. There so will this be beer. Is,
1: this is less of a bike ride and more of a bike carry. This is a challenge, <laughs> yeah, <so> you're <laughs> yes. You're going to
0: ride your bike to a bunch of different staircases and carry your bike up each one.
1: Do you have any idea how long this may take, the average Joe? I don't. Or uh, Jane?
0: I'm giving it. You know, everybody's welcome. I'm giving it uh, an hour and a half. I'm guessing. Okay. If you push yourself, it's a ten-mile ride, uh, but the stairs are part of it, so right. that'll slow you down. I'm guessing about an hour and a half, but I don't know if I'm going to go out and do a dry run or not. I, sh- I feel like I should. It's highly
1: suggested for ride leaders to ride their
0: Well, that's around. the thing. I'm just I'm giving out the coordinates. <laughs> I am posting a yeah. link to the directions. Uh, I use Strava to build the route. And uh, if you've got a little thing of me that reads the GPS coordinates, you can do that too. Or uh, you can print them out. And, uh, yeah.
1: Are you going to mark your trail like they do with the deround?
0: Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> and what like, would your marking be? Just a sad face. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, so anyways, that is, I I'll am, get that stencil to you. <laughs> I am coordinating that. Uh, I am not leading it. Cause as I have said, I think other people may beat me on this one, but, uh, uh yes, yes. It's also, it's a dropped ride. Like people could get dropped from you this. You can,
1: you, well, I mean, and everyone I, knows where Velocult is. I will be first. Yes. It's at 42nd in Sandy. If you, you ever feel you like, yeah, now you, now everyone knows.
0: You ever feel like you need to go in and get a beer. You're like, I can't finish this. You just go downhill just, towards Velocult, get a beer. Yeah. That's it. So, yes, uh, June 10th. June 10th,
1: Clever Cycles turns 10. Mm-hmm. Still more information to come.
0: That's right. But,
1: you know, I'm, whatever information they haven't sent to me yet about that, I'm sure if you just show up there on June 10th, you will have fun. There will be cake. There. I can't guarantee that. Because I will be there with well, a cake. There you go. Brock yes. will make a cake.
0: It won't be gluten-free. <laughs> I'm not going to make a cake either. I'm going to buy one.
1: I delivered holla to them uh, oh, nice. yesterday. Did
0: the you way. do it in your traditional manner? In which you walk through the door, hold it up, and say, holla.
1: So Eva and Anna were, were right there at the at the counter, and I said, hey, ladies, can I holla at you? And I like grabbed the holla and held it out. And, Boom. Uh, yeah, and Eva just kind of like shook her head and was like, you know, I was kind of expecting you to say
0: that. Comedy gold. <laughs> yes. Uh, June 11th, Dad's on vacation.
1: Dad's on vacation. Yeah, this Get is... out your your Hawaii shirt and your uh, short pants.
0: That's right. Binoculars. And, and this your is cameras and binoculars. Mm-hmm. This is from the lumber jerk guys. Uh, Eric Iverson is putting this together. Yes. So yes. Um, also, June fourteenth, Bicycle Xmas.
1: Yes. Go get your ex a bicycle.
0: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> is That's what this is going to be about yeah. now. June 18th, the Brompton World Championships funny. in, New, in York New York City. In New York City.
1: World Championships are in New York City this year. That's right. So if you want to race your Brompton, get yourself to New York by June
0: yeah. 18th. June 24th. Uh, The Beginner's Bike Camp, is uh, that's what Kat from the Joyride Podcast was talking about. She's working with the Street Trust, which is a local advocacy group, to get uh, ladies out camping in the woods.
1: And this happens to be the same weekend as the Swift Campout.
0: Oh, Um, does it? And
1: I think it's the same day. It's June 24th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if there's a Portland version of the Swift Campout, so I could see Kat just sort of... Might be an all-ladies Swift Campout. yeah.
0: What is the Swift campout for anybody who doesn't know? Uh, Asking so for a friend.
1: Swift Industries, the incidentally the people who made my handlebar bag, but yes. they make all these custom panniers and good stuff mm-hmm. for bikes. Um, they do a yearly campout. Um, not really. I couldn't say it, sponsored. It seems per like se, it. it ba- just, they're
2: basically trying to like kind of promote it, right? Yeah, From what yeah, I can tell, they're yeah. just like, like you can sign up for. Th- like in wind thing, I don't know, like. Yeah. I I don't know too much about it, but I've been seeing a bunch about it where it's basically just like, "Hey, June twenty fourth, everybody get out and go for an overnight bike ride and like
1: hashtag us. Yeah. You might get some free swag. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's yeah. not too hard, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's actually happening everywhere. Yes. Also, June twenty fourth, the Gathering at Gateway Green, featuring Dirt Lab. It's going to be an event featuring mountain bike access within the city of limits of yeah. Portland. Yeah. Do you, know the, my do you know tempers. about
1: you know Green?
2: Yeah, totally. So like I've heard, a, I've been hearing more and more about it. And then I was at VeloCult recently, and they were, they had oh, were they like, doing the
1: big presentation there? The which,
2: I don't like. I just saw it on, a, oh, on like a oh, poster, okay. basically saying like saying that day. It was it June twenty. Is that June twenty fourth? Yep. June twenty fourth. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, yeah. Super exciting. It's good yeah. news. Yeah. Good news for Portland. Yeah. And
1: everyone
0: who loves it. Yeah.
1: July 7th, the Steens Mazama 1000. That's right.
0: Our friend Aaron Delaney is uh, angling towards this.
1: Yeah, with, with the bike named Frank.
0: Yes. It's a hot dog themed bike.
1: July 15th through 16th, the Seattle to Portland.
0: That's right. The SDP. Yes. Uh, and October 6th, the, the AML. MLX Challenge. Yes.
1: That is Allegheny Mountain Loop.
0: There it is. Cross. Yes. Cross challenge. Cross-challenge. Yes. Cross-challenge. Uh, it's It's, you know, hard work, pain. Nope, no prize, but glory. Yes, yeah.
1: it's it's sort of their version of the of the day round. Mm-hmm. Only seems a lot more extreme.
0: You see, kind of what we like around here. I think <laughs> if if people have been paying attention to the calendar for any length of time, they know that we just like to go out and kind of almost get hurt.
2: Yes, the type two fun.
1: Yes, yes. yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, type two because there's you know there's more to love. Twice as twice as good. <laughs> twice <laughs> as good, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's it means. that's what everybody says. Well, hey, um, this has been a good calendar segment, yeah. and it is now time to read our headlines. How was that for a transition?
1: What can compare with the thrill of a brand new bike? I like it, My bike is fast. I like it, My bike is fast. I like it, My bike is fast. It circles around the city life. Incidentally, probably your smoothest transition yet.
0: Oh, thank you. I did it slowly. Yes.
1: Um, so this came to us from Mr. T, the fastcompany.com website. Oh. At this bike shop, you can trade your old car for an electric bicycle. No way. E-bikes can be pricey. Get rid of your car for good to help pay for one.
0: They're really doing this.
1: Yes. As you browse or take an electric bike for a spin uh, up one of their city hills. Oh, shoot. I forgot to grab the, uh. The shop's name here.
0: Oh, okay. Well, um, well it's we'll at post the, link. the link. yeah the
1: link. Yes. Anyways, uh, the staff at the store will take notes on the condition of your car and mileage. 48 hours later, after they send the details to Roadster.com, an online service for selling used cars, you'll have an offer. If you choose to accept, the bike shop will come, pick up your car, and give you a check. You're not required to spend some of the proceeds on a new bike, but that's the idea.
0: Interesting. That's the idea. Yes. So you can spend this money on anything.
1: Yes. However, you should spend it on their bike.
0: Yeah, you'll feel guilty if you don't. <laughs> Wouldn't you, though? Because this is a bicycle shop, right? It's yes. not a, it's yeah, not a it's car a bike dealer.
1: Sh- it's an e-bike shop. It's um, an e-bike shop. I, if I'm remembering the article correctly, uh, there was a quote. I almost pulled it essentially saying, like, you know, we've always been interested in trying to get people to not drive their car as much. And right. this is sort of one of their strategies now.
0: That's a fascinating idea, Justin. What What do you think about this? Would this be uh, Would this be appealing to you as a car owner?
2: Uh, trading it in for an e bike?
0: Yeah. Oh
2: boy. Um, <laughs> n- personally, no. Right. I I enjoy my car for the purposes it serves, and I have several bicycles which I enjoy for the purposes they
0: serve. And sometimes the car serves to move those bicycles to another location where yeah. you can enjoy the bicycles.
2: Yeah. Like actually, just today I put. Three trays up on my Yakima rack to, to haul three of them down to Utah in a few days. So right, like, right. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I that's a it's
0: a cool idea. I guess it is. You know, like, and for anyone who wants to have a I car think, less lifestyle, I think that yeah, would be yeah. That might be the like the one push that gets them over the edge.
1: And I think if you're mainly more of an urbanite, yeah, uh, as opposed to like somebody who you know wants to get out or take their bike out. It, I imagine this can be, like, a really convenient solution for mm-hmm. trying to be car-free or car-less. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The e-bike thing is interesting because I feel like it – I don't know where you guys fall on it, but I feel like it kind of straddles this weird line
1: between, right. like – It kind of does, doesn't it? You know, yeah. like – It's, it's still not a motor like, it's on not a.
2: It's not like a, a scooter. It's not like a – a Vespa but it's also not real
1: I don't know like, yeah it, it's and know, that electricity has to come from somewhere yeah exactly um, I think I think they have their uses especially in an urban setting um, I've used various types of E assist the stoke monkey the freaking awesome Bosch, which is just too powerful for words. Yeah, you enjoyed I the really, Bosch, I yeah, Maybe a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it just various various types of e-assists. Um, I would say for heavier bikes, if you're going to like have any kind of cargo bike, at least in Portland, uh, assist is the way to go Yeah, if you can afford it. I mean, for those who don't ride with assist, all power to you. I couldn't do it.
0: Yeah. No, it seems like that—that that is the place where it would be most useful, too. Because as, uh, as you know, apparently I have this thing for pain. It's just, it's <laughs> yes. just coming out now I in guess. the past couple of days. <laughs> but I think uh, I would be less likely to get an e-bike for my everyday stuff because I enjoy the challenge of getting from one place to another. But then there's always those days when you don't enjoy the challenge. Yeah. Like no matter how much you enjoy. you also enjoy, not
1: like hauling your laundry or a kid or, right. you know, I don't know,
0: goods and services. Right. I like to think of myself as goods and uh, services. But. I
1: prefer I prefer to think of myself mostly as services and less as goods. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: if you got to move anything like that around, it's helpful to have a little a little stoke underneath you. Now, this is interesting. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad Mr. T sent this to us.
1: Yeah. Um, and the next up is from cyclingabout.com. And this came to us uh, via Eric Iverson. And this is what's the speed difference between front and rear panniers and bike packing bags? Oh yeah, yes. Did you read? Did you happen to read this? I didn't get to dig into it. No. So I dug into this. Uh huh. And this seems to be like your thing. It it kind of is. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I am Mr. Front Panniers. Right. You know, all the way. I mean, I've I don't even use those anymore, but.
0: And Mr. Swift Bag.
1: I've got my, yeah, I've got my Swift bag, but <clears throat> the weight on the front, I'm, I'm like all about this. So I'll try to summarize as quickly as possible. Here are, this is sort of the method that he used. He used it in outdoor velodrome. Okay. So right in circles,
0: um, like lads 500,
1: yep. but still like there's, there's natural wind and, and whatnot. Right. Uh, he had a long surly long haul trucker as his bike, um, that he put everything on. He didn't switch his bikes. Um, He used Ortley back rollers for both the front and the
0: back. Okay, so Um, big old panniers. he used the same panniers for
1: both, uh, except for when he rode fully loaded with both front and back panniers, um, sort of, I don't know, I guess a control group, so to speak. Okay. Uh, And then he used, you know, the smaller front rollers on the front. Oh, Uh, I see. Okay. And then for his bike pack packing setup it was just sort of your standard uh smaller frame bag, the tail bag and and a handlebar bag. Um all of the weight was identical throughout.
0: Okay. So um, just uh we're basically measuring like the effect of the wind on the pannier Aerodynamics. Bags. Yeah, aerodynamics, yeah.
1: yeah. Um and he used his power meter mostly as as a gauge of measurement like how much his power output changed um through these various setups. He used speed as well, and, you know, he's got it all here, and we'll post that on our website. Yeah. I'm going to fast forward to his summary, uh, and I'll read it verbatim. The effects of aerodynamics drag turned out to be quite significant. Using two panniers on either the front or rear slowed my speed to about 6.5, while running both sets at the same time stretched that out to 7.9%. While you'd assume having the front panniers lower to the ground would reduce the effects of aerodynamic drag, my testing demonstrated that the difference is negligible.
0: Well, it's a good thing he was clipped in because he could get that power on the upstroke.
1: <laughs> well, there's that. Um, <laughs> anyone who <but> has <laughs> heard me say that before knows that I'm joking. <laughs> um, but – Here's my here's where like my main point of contention with that is oh yeah. and he also he also said and I think this was just sort of like assumed with the bike packing setup um, it was the the drag was almost nil by comparison
0: yeah because yeah. all the stuff is packed inside the frame
1: in the frame and you know yeah it's the the rear bag is like right behind you so it's probably still within your slipstream of your body yeah um, you have the, a slipstream. Yeah, I, I don't. I was where that I had one. <laughs> I'll have to check next time. You'll have to check it out. <laughs> okay. Um, but anyway, um, my main contention is that he used the big bags for both the front and the rear when ah. he was testing individually. Okay. And if you're testing aerodynamic drag, you should use the f- standard front panniers.
0: The for smaller the front. ones. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, you can have the same weight. You know. But smaller profile. But smaller smaller profile. Yeah. You're testing aerodynamics. Uh, right. Yeah. So Maybe that's, you can't that's get, get main, those. That bag of main...
0: Cheerios doesn't get any smaller. That's, <laughs> that's my true. guess.
1: Just throw some rocks in there or something. They don't taste nearly <laughs> as good as Cheerios. <laughs> they do not.
0: What about those, uh, what is it, honey bunches of oats that has the actual, like, like it's Cheerios with, like, a thing inside? Oh, yeah. 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 Is that what that's called?
1: Uh, no. Of, no, O's.
0: O's. Something O's. That's right. Those are great. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I would get those because they would, uh, well, they'd be heavier. So they'd be a better use of your but space. But denser, see? Yes, better use yes. of your space. <laughs> Absolutely. And you don't want to open the bag early because then and they'll so, go stale.
1: So I kind of want to do this. I kind of want to, like, get the whole setup and run maybe a, run another test. Yeah, run run a test, like, with the, with the similar but improved method.
0: In lad circle.
1: There we go yeah yep. there we yep. go
2: <laughs> I like I like that though like I mean like breaking it down just like all right we're gonna fi- try to figure this out and right, it's right, like I so good.
1: I've always contested that maybe a little bit on dynamics but more or aerodynamics but more on the sense of like um, how the weight affects the steering of your bike ah. having having your weight on the front and low. As opposed to high and in the rear is more ideal. Uh, anyways, that's my own experience, Makes sense to me. experience, mm-hmm. and a, an opinion. Yeah, on
0: that. Justin, which one, which setup do you think is the sexiest?
2: Um, I think anything that's symmetric, like whether it's <laughs> two in the back or like two in the front, like as long as it's symmetrical. And uh, Color coordinated I think that's the sexiest So not a pannier in front And a pannier yeah, in back. back One on the left
0: One on the like right Like diagonal From <laughs> each other Yeah Yeah uh, Or like a Like a half open uh, uh, Like frame bag Right yeah. <laughs> No good.
1: You know, I'm always weirded out every time I see somebody with just one, one bag pannier. in the front. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. in the front. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like,
1: How did, that can't really work for your steering when you're taking off.
0: I did it for a while. Yeah? Yeah. Just it turns wanted, out how'd... one pannier wears out faster than the other that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's what I learned. Yeah. <laughs> I actually did, just... it a, did it
1: affect your handling at all?
0: Well, I mean, it always pulled to the left because I think that was the one I was that's riding where the with. Yeah. Was. yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't recommend it. Yeah. It's. Uh, yeah. I, I would much rather – I think I would probably do what you do where you have like a small bag, like a handlebar bag up front. Yeah. And then you have like a – what do you call that? Uh, saddle bag? Saddle bag, yeah. And yeah. back. Yeah. Of yeah. whatever that's, size you that's need.
1: That's sort of been my normal setup since I've pared down. Uh, yeah. Since I've decided I guess I don't need to carry 10 pounds all the time.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: So you right. just do the, the, the saddle bag behind um, – up underneath the – like off the seat post?
1: Yeah. Well, no. It's it's clipped to my saddle. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a carry. Yeah, cool. You know,
0: well, we may not have consensus on the sexiest setup, <laughs> but what we do have. We got
1: mail. Hey, we got mail. All right. First up from Josh G. Josh G. says. I'm going down the copyright free kid music rabbit hole. Oh yeah. Yes. Right. Some pretty funny bike stuff and car safety at 4 minutes and 20 seconds here on this on this song and I don't know if I'll be able to bring that up. Oh yeah. Nope, not going to nope. do it. Okay. Yes, but we'll post those some pretty cool songs he left for us.
0: Oh, and car safety is at 4:20. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Strange. <laughs> huh. Coincidental, huh? Um, and then he also gave us uh, "Songs of Safety" by Frank Luther from Decca Records. De- Decca Records, a twelve-inch at seventy-eight RPMs.
0: Wow! Um, yeah, nice. Well, we should drop in a couple samples from that later. Yeah, yeah, nice.
1: Um, next up from Corey Poole, who sent us the information about the P Town Throwdown. Yes, also sent us some information. About bananas.
0: Yes, because we had a big uh, big thing about the Warhol banana yes. last week. Yeah. an
1: interesting tidbit on the Warhol banana. Since all bananas sold in the U.S. are clones of the original Cavendish, every banana you've ever eaten is actually the same banana. <laughs> so when you're eating a banana in front of a large reproduction of a famous banana, you can enjoy the fact that you are eating the same banana pictured before you.
0: Clones, man. So...
1: This is this is hilarious. This is something that he was telling me like his his kid really got a kick out of this and right. she was like she was like telling all of her friends. She would run up to her friends and she'd go, "How many bananas have you ever eaten?" <laughs> How many bananas have you ever eaten?
0: Oh man, like thousands. One. Are you sure? You've one, only one eaten banana. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a clone. <laughs> because they've all been
1: the same banana. <laughs>
0: I didn't realize, so Cavendish is a variety of banana?
1: That is that breed or, or okay. yeah, or varietal. Because um, it's
0: also a variety of pipe tobacco, I think. Oh, really? But the pipe huh. tobacco has never tasted like banana to me.
1: It's not dried banana leaves? I don't think so. I don't think that would
0: taste very good, yeah.
2: The taste of pipe tobacco was completely underwhelming versus the smell that I had, like, growing up smelling my grandfather's Oh yeah. Oh, pipes. yeah, like, yeah. It's better
0: secondhand.
1: Oh. When do you, when it do you so good. When you first had your first smoke of, toba- of pipe, pipe, pipe tobacco, tobacco you are like, yeah, like, oh, all right. Wait, what? This is terrible.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You do look like a wizard.
1: There's that. There's yeah. the kitsch of... <laughs> yeah.
0: There is yeah. that. <laughs>
2: It's the coolest looking form of smoking. Right, right.
1: I don't know. Hookah's right up there.
0: I suppose so, right. And you look like the uh, the Caterpillar from Alice right, in Wonderland. Right, exactly. You just can't take it anywhere. Right. Who are
1: you? Uh, next up, from Keith Hutchinson, thanks for the plugs about the bike party. Here is a snippet of... Peeps rolling into the first stop at Bike Party Indy. Nice. And he sent us a YouTube link we will uh, post there. Are you able to get that?
0: Hang on a minute. Oh, All right. Stand by. See, this is where we edit. Oh, I've got... uh, My last search was Alameda Stairs, Portland.
2: Which I learned means tree-lined
0: avenue or avenue or boulevard. What? Alameda means tree-lined avenue. Yeah. Okay. So... In...
1: in like Spanish, or? I think
0: so, yeah. Huh. Yeah,
2: that's awesome. So, I was,
1: yeah. Donde está la Alameda? La Alameda.
0: <laughs> Which one? No the, sé. <laughs> the street? Do you bien? mean
1: specifically the street or just any tree line boulevard?
0: Right. There are many. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bike party, Indianapolis. One year anniversary. First stop, Highland <laughs> Park. Oh. So, this is what it looks like. There's more people rolling in. More people rolling in yet?
1: All kinds of bites.
0: No. no, it ain't big. As, uh, it does look like uh, it's flat. It's very flat there. That's a lot of people. Are any of them enjoying beers, can we tell?
1: I can't see right off the bat.
0: Okay. Um, because, as we understand, it's it's legal. Fully legal.
1: Fully legal to have an open container. Right. Oh, is that a, is that a bottle right there? In I think hand? I see a beer. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. this is why everyone um, needs to go to Indianapolis Bike Party. It's a uh, it's it's you know beer in public without. Start it over
1: just for just for a second okay. here. One more time here. Let's see. I'm gonna have you pause it.
0: Right there. Oh, oh we missed it. Whoops. Oh, sorry. See that lady
1: rode by. It's an orange upright step through
0: frame oh nice just almost, like,
1: almost identical to the bike
0: town bike right like our bike sharing system here yes oh that's great nice well i'm glad so, i'm glad somebody got one so far away <laughs> right they, they were able to ride it all the way across the Boy, country
1: they're gonna have so What's, much fees yeah
2: it's gonna be expensive bike rental
0: indeed uh, did, speaking did of you, which, oh yeah,
1: the there was a few bike towns that represented. There were uh, over there. at yeah. it's five
0: hundred for yeah. sure. Yeah, there were a lot of uh, a lot of rental bikes. Uh, I think there was actually someone put up video from uh, bike town.
1: They oh had, yeah, like uh, they sort of adopted their, that
0: from their internal system. They had pictures of like all the signals they were receiving from their bikes <laughs> going around that going circle. around in a circle. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
1: Awesome. All right. Next up from Anna. She says, it looks like the dudes at this shop, which would be commuter cycles, um, I don't know where, uh, disclosure, they visited Clever and Gladys, they rigged a soft guitar case onto a pannier via Ortlieb's QL3 or QL2 hook system. One of the two. Do you know what those are? I don't. Do you? Uh,
0: I do. I was going to say I I would expect you to.
1: (laughs) Because I actually have this pannier that's long been unused, going on a year. Okay, because you because don't have... I refuse to install the QL3 system. Oh, really? Yes. Why? I don't believe I should have a system that only fits one type of paneer. Okay. Except Ortlieb seems to be going this direction. But you could do paneers.
0: this. But you could do this. You could attach it to a guitar case. And you yeah. could drop that guitar well, on and your bike, right? That's
1: kind of the beauty of their system is like, it's this kind of frame that you can put on any kind of bag. So here's a use that w- makes it a little bit more useful.
0: Yes, yes it <laughs> does. Uh, so that this um, is good news.
1: A little bit more versatile than I thought it would be anyways.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, then you can have a guitar with you as you bike. Right. Which, as we know, is notably hard to do.
1: Quite. Um, Beth Hammond would have a much easier time rather than having to Truck a long tail around with her. She that is true. Get herself a soft case and yeah. put a QL3 on it.
0: But no doubt she subscribes to your aversion to the QL3 or QL2 <laughs> hook would. system, I'm sure. <laughs>
1: by the way, I stole her matza.
0: Oh, yeah? Yeah. It was good. It was chocolate covered matzah. Yes. Happy Passover, by the way, for all who observe. Yeah. It's a good time for chocolate covered matza. She was trying to get rid of it because she didn't like the way it tasted. Oh, really? <laughs> She's like, "We got to get rid of this stuff." <laughs>
1: um, I I brought it to to a lunch with a, a bunch of people I used to work with, and uh, one of the guys was like, "Well, the chocolate was good,"
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that was it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was it. Well, um. So lastly, we've got some iTunes reviews. All right, and we got a I'm few. Not, I'm not sure which ones I've read before. Yeah. So if some of these are repeats, um. Let us know, and I'll mail you stickers. That's right. Uh, First up, excellent podcast. This comes from Polk City Tom.
0: Polk City Tom.
1: A great podcast about living simple and enjoying life. Aaron and Brock's insight into living and biking is compelling and extremely fun.
0: That's nice of him. Thanks. Uh, This one says, podcast so good you want to smack, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) And I couldn't tell if there was something more to that or, yeah. Just uh, just smack. Well, and this is also from Cycling Therapist. Uh, I'm from the Deep South and enjoy my weekly visit to the Pacific Northwest with Brock and Aaron. I find the interaction between the hosts and guests to be very natural and the show has a nice flow. Also, I now have to plan a trip to Portland just to visit the beer mongers at the corner (laughs) of Southeast Division and 12th. Keep up the great work, y'all.
1: Uh, this next one says, I love it! Exclamation mark from Naptown Chris.
0: Have we met Naptown Chris? I that feel does like- sound like a f- uh,
1: familiar handle.
0: I feel it? like we've read mail from Naptown Chris. I forget well, uh, if that's a Chris that we already know or if that's a Chris that we're about to meet.
1: I might have to send out some stickers. Apparently. Yeah, mm-hmm. Even though it's a very Portland-centric podcast, Low marks. I can find... <laughs> Something useful, or at least very fun in every episode of this podcast out in rural Indiana. If you enjoy bikes and beers, if you're interested in transit and issues that come with life in a big city, or if you just want to have a good time, this is a great podcast to check out.
0: Hey, kids, are you curious about how to have a good time? Here's the answer. (laughs) Stay in school and don't do drugs. There you go. And go go to the beer mongers in Southeast Division and (laughs) Twelve. uh lastly this one is great
1: show this came from hibbt I I have been vicariously living in portland through this podcast thanks brock and Aaron.
0: you're welcome there's a lot of vicarious living going on here (laughs) apparently so all right well uh thanks for the reviews folks it does mean a lot uh we hear there is alchemy but we famously don't care about the alchemy if you want to leave a review leave a review
1: what wait what is the alchemy uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. I I mean, I honestly don't know what that term is <laughs> supposed to mean it, in this like, context.
0: you can make gold out of your podcast oh, on iTunes right. because like suddenly it explodes, but honestly, we we're, we're not be doing this too for much the work for us, yeah. Yes. Plus, you can support us on Patreon.
1: There you go. Yeah. Cut out the middle people.
0: That's right. But uh we appreciate that. Yeah. Um so uh I think that's just about it. Um Thank you so much, Justin, for joining us. Really appreciate it. Oh yeah. Thanks for
1: uh, moving to
2: Portland. Oh, both are my pleasure to be here and to move to Portland. It's, uh, (laughs) awesome to be on here after having had friends on this show and having listened to it for a number of years. It's
0: awesome to be here. Well, it sounds like you got to come back after your bachelor party.
2: Yeah. Um, I'll come back anytime. Tell us. You want me anytime my schedule allows for it.
0: No, thanks. Yeah. All right. What are you doing next year? What am I doing? Just kidding. 2018. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully,
2: getting some income. We book a long ways out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no. Thank
0: you again for coming in. Really yeah, appreciate yeah, absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. All right, and good luck on this trip. Thank you. Yeah. Upside right. down.
1: The Sprocket Podcast is produced at Stream PDX Community Audio Studio, thanks to generous support of Open Signal.
0: Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com.
1: Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com.
0: Call or text to 503
1: Operators are not standing by. Twitter at Sprocket Podcast.
0: Thanks to Brian J. Lane for our theme music Herbert for our headline sounder Marcus Norman for graphic design
1: And thanks to our sustaining donors Logan Smith, Shadowfoot, Katrina Malumgaard
0: Wayne Norman, Doug Robertson, Ethan Georgie
1: Justin Martin, Eric Iverson, Cameron
0: Lee, Richard Wazenski, Tim Mooney, Orange and Purple Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Jim Gooden Eric Weiss, Doug Cohen Miller, Todd Parker
1: Chris Gonzalez, Dan Gebhardt, Who is a Time Traveler and Zoe Campagna
0: Dave Knows, Chris Smith, Happy Birthday Chris Christy Caster. Caleb Jenkinson,
1: J.P. Cooley, Peanut Butter Jarmat.
0: Patrick Archain, Sebastian Poole, Marco Lowe. Rich
1: Outerstrom, Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder.
0: Anna, Krista, John Wasserman.
1: Andre, Andre Johnson. King of Division, Josh Zisson.
0: Richard G., Guthrie Straw, Brandon Shelby. Campsite, Aaron Green, Mac David. Kathy at Cycling, Walking, Eating, Talking. Nathan Bolton, Chris Rawson, Rory in Michigan. Michael Flournoy, Jeremy Kitchen, David Belay. Tim Coleman, Mr. T., Harry Hugel. Ed Whitman, E.J. Finneran, Paul Colberson,
1: Brad Hipwell, Thomas Gato, Christopher Barnett.
0: Keith Hutchison and Tom Beninati.
1: And all of our former donors who helped us get this far. Now brush your teeth.
0: And go to bed. That's right. Oh, you know, the other thing that was great about Lads was that I met some listeners. Oh, for real? Yeah. Yeah. Colin and Sam were there, and they were on a team, and they said, hey, what's up? And they recognized wow. my voice because I was like, hey, let me move my back out of the way. They're like, oh, you're Brock. <laughs> and it was the first time that had happened to me in a while. That's hilarious. So I gave them stickers. They're taking a tour down the coast, and they need to come in and tell their story when they're done. Yeah. yeah. That would be great. That's right. Then they can brush their teeth.
1: And then go to bed.
0: Yeah. All right.